0: Behind the Screens takes you beyond the code and into the open source community, with short interviews from live events all over the world. Made possible by Lullabot, your number one source for strategy, design, and Drupal development for large-scale digital publishing. Find us on Twitter at Lullabot, or in your browser at lullabot.com. Today, I'm going behind the screens from DrupalCon Seattle with Amitai Burstein. Amitai, you've been in the community for a little while, and I think most people would probably recognize you from a lot of the work that you've done with uh, organic groups. Yeah. So tell me a little bit about your Drupal background and why you decided organic groups and what is the status of that today? Sure.
1: Uh, Hi, folks. Uh, so you might know me from my Drupal name, Amit and indeed I've been involved mostly in organic groups. I think that's what most people know me. Also the message stack and RESTful uh, back in the Drupal 7 days and entity reference both in Drupal 7 and I've actually started a patch for Entity Reference in Drupal 8, but I I, I tipped my toes in Drupal 8, made sure that uh, Entity Reference is in Drupal Core, just so I could use it uh, in Organic Groups. Um, Since working on Organic Groups very diligently on Drupal 7, I kind of shifted the way that I've been doing stuff in Drupal 8, so it's going much, much slower. I could probably blame the fact that I have three kids now and a business <laughs> and a business uh, to grow. But also I, also I think that the community has a bit changed in how it's approaching different projects. Um, so things are going slowly, but uh, quite steady. I mean, it's an alpha release, Organic Groups 8, which is probably, even though it's an alpha release, it's probably more stable than, than what I would call a, a proper release in Drupal 7. Uh, I know the European Commission is using it in production uh, for some of their sites in Gizra we're using that in production for some big UN sites so I'm probably less vocal in terms of public relations about how organic groups is ready and I mean I'm no longer looking I no longer feel that I'm in a popularity contest of how many people downloaded the model so I'm using it, the tool is working, there are a few great maintainers uh, working on that Um,
0: yeah so that's a real uh, quick recap of where we are with OG. So Organic Group started back in, it was the Drupal 6 was the first iteration, I think? So I think, so I, I'm not the original author of that. Mosh Weitzman is
1: actually the right. original author of that. And I think that one started even before that, maybe 4.7 or something like wow. that. Wow. Um, and then he handed over to me in the end days of Drupal 6, just before Drupal 7, um, so yeah it's been a long uh, it's, it's been there for a long time now there is a, there is another way of doing stuff like everybody is asking me about the group model so, right right so a group model is something that I've also blogged about i think it's a terrific option for people uh, to work uh, me and christian we're good friends we we look at things a little differently we're trying to solve the same problem we have different approaches i think og's approach is a little better uh, in terms of how it's uh, leveraging entity reference and basically providing a, a slightly different set of functionality. Uh, on the other hand, group, uh, I think Christian is investing more time in group than I do in OG. So in terms of people looking for a solution for right now, oftentimes I see them going for group. Again, I, I chose my stuff, uh, and, and they are working and I think it's great that the community has like, a few options to look at and, and, and ways to go and the, the opportunities to collaborate.
0: It's good to see that, that there, there's not a monopoly, so to speak. There's not one single solution, but that there's also not a hundred solutions. If everyone were to fork and go their own way and have multiple solutions to try and solve the same problem, you, you dilute the talent pool who is all developing on that. So that's, it's really nice to see that people collaborating together and realizing that there are strengths on either side, but... It makes it easier for people to, to come in to, dis- to install those modules to choose the one that fits them best. But you can still share knowledge with the people in those other modules to, to figure out the right way to c- approach your own solution. Absolutely,
1: I think there is also a nice example from Drupal 7 days that actually propagated to Drupal 8 is like we used to have uh, a few solutions for Drupal 7 on how to do RESTful. So we had services and we had REST WS. And Matteo, your colleague from Lullabot and myself, we've started the Restful Drupal, uh, the the Restful um, model for Drupal 7, and I think that. JSON API in a way where I've I've stopped at a certain point and Matteo has advanced way uh, way way uh, uh, more significantly that, than I have. But I think a, a JSON API is in a way a result of this effort that we've started in in Drupal 7 of kind of exploring the terrain and the landscape of of uh, what we have. And I think that um, we didn't jump immediately into forking like you're saying. Like we didn't want to have too many options. It's about finding like And there's a lot of gut feeling. What is the right point of saying, okay, collaboration won't fit here. I need to fork, and maybe we'll collaborate at a later time after I've explored the landscape and what we have. So yeah, I think it's a healthy healthy thing in the community to have those
0: things. I would agree. When you took over organic groups, is that something that you were doing voluntarily, or were you doing it as a job? Were you being reimbursed for it? Um, So no, OG is... In a way,
1: I think that uh, OG was my, uh, both my university in learning how to code. I mean, I'm, I've studied fashion design. That's my, that's my degree. I didn't know how to code. And when Mosh offered me uh, organic groups... In a way, I think he offered it to me. That time, I'd look at it and I said, he's crazy, like, I don't know anything. I think this is kind of what a lot of people are feeling and when they are afraid of contributing, as I'm not worthy having having that thing. Um, I I, I was never reimbursed. Uh, I did, however, um, established, I think, my name and the Gizra, my company name, a bit more in the community. And through that, got a few more uh, work, I mean working for the European Commission and the UN and Harvard University, I think a lot of it is thanks to uh, the portfolio that, uh, that we had but definitely it involved a lot of many, many hours of investment of my free time uh, which was fine, I mean this is how I decided to, to tackle that thing
0: that would be my next question, is why, why did you want to take that particular challenge on when Moshe came to you and said, here's organic groups, do you want to take this and run with it? What made you say yes to that?
1: So initially I said no, because <laughs> 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 it was frightening. Um, I think in a way it, it's maybe it's somewhat related to my personality in the sense that I like to put myself out of my own comfort zone, uh, and, and I encourage others to do so. Uh, I think it's very typical to think that you're not worthy or you're not good enough to do the things. And in a way, and this is something that you need to kind of remind yourself and practice it, the same way you're training, right? You need to to remind yourself that you're worthy if you are willing to put your time and you really want something. And I really wanted to be a better developer. I really wanted to see if I'm able to bring myself and do those uh, things. those things, like establish uh, a model which is one of the top 100, uh, uh, let's say. And for me, it was a challenge, and it took me a few years to reach that challenge. And and in a way, the reason I'm less involved nowadays in like writing new models and stuff like that is, I kind of feel that I ticked a checkbox and I reached that point that I wanted to be. In a way, being there done that, and now I have the new challenges of you know growing my business and being a better businessman. Like looking at more of the business stuff, I'm investing way more hours than I used to in, in exercise, in training, for example. Like I'm choosing different challenges in my life, and I take the time uh, in reaching there. I'm not impatient. It's fine if it's taking a few
0: years uh, to reach uh, my goals but stretching yourself in different ways now to, you know, different parts of your brain, different parts of your body. even. Yeah.
1: Although in a way it's, it's very connected. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm doing more physical training. Uh, like I'm, I'm practicing almost two hours a day, but in a way I'm contributing also to my coding skills or my business skills. Cause I have two hours when I don't have enough, um, oxygen in my brain. So I don't have the time to be stressed about about the nitty-gritty stuff and suddenly after two hours when i'm thinking about the rest of the days i see it way way more clearly so i think everything in the end you know where we're one person and one soul and uh, everything is interconnected
0: that's a really great way of looking at it it's very easy to get yourself lost sort of tied up in a job or in in the code and it, it can really leave you unbalanced and uh, I actually gave a talk about a similar concept uh, last DrupalCon. I didn't bring it back to this one, but yeah, keeping your mind, your body, and your spirit all balanced will help you drive each one of those further. You can't have one dominate the others. Yeah, and,
1: and in a way, one of the reasons when I, when I went to and started practicing every day, for example, is I realized, so I have Gisra, like for 10 years, and it's going well. But all those years I've been pushing really hard, you know, a very Sisyphus thing, like pushing up the mountain and getting the team behind me or in front of me or whatever. And I told myself, if for 10 years I'm, I'm going through the same path and just pushing, I, I've never worked too many hours, but pushing in a certain way, and I'm not feeling that I've uh, advanced enough as much as I, as I want to, I can either continue pushing or pushing harder or I can take three steps to the side. So in a way improve my business and it worked I actually reduced the amount of hours that I'm working so I'm working about 6 hours a day or so and it, it sounds weird like how come you're working less and th- that was kind of a, a bet with myself that I had and I said I need to look at things from a different angle so I think I, again I, I agree with you everything is like connected you, you, you cannot stress yourself you cannot continue in the same path that you're going over and over again
0: mm-hmm. If you were to take, let's say, so you run your own business. Let's say you were to give yourself an entire month off. You know, fully paid. You don't need to worry about money. But an entire month to just do what you want to do. Take some time away from from work. What would you do with that time? Oh wow! Um,
1: I guess I have to take my wife and my kids with me, right? Or how how much of a fantasy (laughs) is it?
0: As as far as you (laughs) want to take
1: it. (laughs) I'm kidding. Definitely, on a vi- nice vacation, dividing my t- my time between the beaches of Thailand and you know uh, moving around in Japan, which are like two places that that I adore for vacation, and I definitely see some uh, some a good ratio between chilling out completely and continuing like to practice which is something that I that absolutely love so again like a month is you know uh, a, a, a nice vacation um, but if you'd ask me for the same thing about what would happen, like, in two years, mm-hmm. a prolonged time. Because, you know, vacation is a vacation. It's right. a change. What, what would I do for five years? I wouldn't want to, do, to be on the beach uh, <laughs> for five years. That's a little exaggerating. And I think that um, kind of the life that I'm running right now is... I don't want to call it perfect because it's not perfect, but I, I really found a good... A good balance between mm-hmm. the things. I have my family that I want to spend the time with. I have the work that I want to feel myself progressing. Uh, I have my sports. I have my friends. So I, 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 I think in the end, all those vacations that we are taking for the one month are just to adjust us back into something and give us the perspective of what we want to do when we grow up. And I'm doing air quotes uh, and, and, you know, living the life. That's our life, what we're having right now, so.
0: Yeah, there's a quote who, uh, I'd have to look up the author, I can't remember exactly who it was who said this now, but it really stuck with me, I've got it written down. I want to build the life that I don't need to take a vacation from. Yeah. And it's, uh, having that everything in balance is yeah, I think at the I, core I, I, of that. Yeah, I can stand behind that, uh, yeah. behind that quote. Yeah, and so while well, speaking of balance, you, uh, right before we started this, you were showing me a video of yourself at a Japanese garden here in Seattle. Yeah. <laughs> And you actually have a buff that you've done. Is it? Will this be the second DrupalCon no, where you've done this?
1: Actually, going to be the third, or even the yeah, the
0: third uh, the third movement buff that I'm running. So tell me about this movement buff.
1: So I'll tell you. I'll give you a quick context of what we have. So uh, historically, let's say, uh, I've been um, on every DrupalCon. I think I've been um, uh, subscribing, uh, not subscribing, uh, um, uh, uh, putting a presentation. Um, And not every time it's being accepted, which is fine. And from my perspective, I decided that I don't really care. (laughs) Either it's not uh, officially accepted, I'm going to do, like, I don't know, a buff Mm -hmm. presentation. And then they said you cannot do a buff presentation. So I said, okay, I'll do a staircase presentation. I will share my knowledge. You will not stop me from sharing my knowledge. Good for you. Uh, Yeah. Um, So this movement thing that I've been doing all those handstands and bridges and whatnot this is something that really got into my life which I really like so when I came here I told myself well I'm not going to contribute to any of my Drupal knowledge but maybe I can like contribute some of this everything that we've discussed this balance uh, not ju- not the hand balance necessarily but you know moving life your body yeah. exactly moving your body through a different way and I absolutely love it it's like it's been uh, we start about 20 people, and then I tell everybody, "All right, let's squat," and then we end up being 10 people because <laughs> it puts a line. Uh-huh. It puts a line uh, uh, of uh, who's willing to have sore legs and who are not. I- I'm kidding. This is a very beginners, a very a, be- a very beginners thing, but it's really fun because you get to see people. Uh, from a slightly different perspective of what you see I mean you're working with Sally right mm-hmm. you see her coding you see her slack you see you don't see her now training and jumping and I don't know on the floor doing uh, silly stuff and it's fun like it's taking the you know it's game and it takes the silly out of uh, every niche and, and one of us and it it you know when when you 're training together it, it it has a nice a nice feeling you mm-hmm. know a, yeah. a tiny community uh, and a, a tiny community in a way. so for me that 's kind of what i 'm excited about nowadays, and I want to you know have my friends, my Drupal friends, uh, which are happen to be also real friends uh, <laughs> enjoy uh, enjoy this uh, thing with me so it 's kind of my own small thing. Uh, I don't put it on the official buff. I I try to keep things a little more radical, I think, in a way. Uh, So I just tweet about it. Whoever wants to come, come. Every everybody gives me their excuse, they're hurting the shoulder, they're hurting... Everybody's a little hurt and I always say, that's fine. Like, there's always a progression. You need to move. If you're just sitting, if you're just typing, if you're just thinking with your head, it's not good. You need to straighten, straighten your... uh, uh, Not straighten. uh, Stretch. Stretch. Stretch and, you know, make yourself a little stronger and then then in the end you just have a nicer day, let's say it like that, or maybe even a better life. I don't
0: know. Absolutely. When... When do you organize this BOF in relation to the schedule of the conference?
1: So, um, I'll call it traditionally, even though it's the third time, but it works. So I'm doing it after the closing, uh, uh, the closing session. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we meet and we go outside. I found a nice place uh, to practice. And I, I like the fact that it's after the closing session because it really lowers the amount of excuses that people have. <laughs> because again, it's not typical. If you're coming to a DrupalCon, you're not thinking about yourself now doing necessarily uh, physical stuff. And I find that maybe it's very related to what you asked me about. Uh, you know, Mosh asking me to do organic groups, and my initial answer is no. Mm -hmm. I'm not worthy. Like, yeah, I show you my handstand and like everybody is telling me, I I cannot do that handstand. And I say, of course you can. I've been practicing every day for the past two months and I still really far from perfecting it. It's just about letting yourself, you know, exactly what I said earlier about getting out of our comfort zone. So it's my own small thing. You know, I think that's one of the things that I really love about Drupal and where I place myself in Drupal and in a way that's the reason I'm not doing Drupal core I kind of like my own small islands I had it in organic groups and in RESTful and in message in entity reference let's say the model mm-hmm. where I'm, I'm the benevolent dictator of myself uh, so I, I love the community and I love being by myself in the community and like having small groups of people where it's small group but everybody is invited so that's kind of my thing nowadays
0: I love that you can bring that to an organ or an organization, a gathering like this. It's like you said; it's not code. It's not typically what people expect when they come, but it is part of being human and part of this group and part of the community. And it, yet, yeah, it's—I agree with you—pushing yourself just a little bit out of that comfort zone. People aren't coming to the conference on Thursday prepared with yoga pants and you know headbands ready to, to start exercising, but you don't need all of that. It's like you said; it's a sort of a beginner level. It's just about. Let's try something a little new and, and get a little bit of balance in our lives and show how stretching and breathing and just hanging out with people in a different context can kind of revive you a bit. And I think that's really amazing what you're doing, and I hope you continue to keep doing it. Thank you. Thank you. So let's, uh, let's have some fun with a couple of new questions here I brought out for this, this series of interviews. Sure. If you could take any two animals and create one super pet out of those animals, which two animals do you put together? A super pet. Hmm. A cat, that's
1: let's start with a cat. Okay. That's uh... You got a cat base. And a superpower. Why I don't know. I'll put it with a tiger. I, I I know it's from the same family, but let's create a
0: a tiger kitten. <laughs> it's like a house cat with the ferocity of a dog to protect the house. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I like that. Okay, I'll go with that. <laughs> or if you could have an endless supply of any food, what would it be? sushi hands down like
1: yeah there's no question about it
0: every time you open the fridge more sushi ready to go or yeah. i guess in the fridge or sushi yeah, chef in the kitchen yeah, exactly. just you walk up and and there's the sh- there you go it's my
1: fantasy i'm i'm, I'm <laughs> going with the with, with the chef the, the, the chef is there
0: yeah better way to go that's that's a better answer than what i had all right let gonna do one more fun question so you, you mentioned that you used to travel a lot more for camps and conferences do you happen to have a uh, just a really terrible travel story in, in all of that. So I have, a, I have a story. It's not terrible, but it's from this uh, flight here.
1: So I'll just, okay. I'll, I'll just share it. So it was a quite long flight it's from Tel Aviv to New York. It's like 11 hours and then uh, a layover in New York and then uh, five and a half hours to Seattle. It's okay. I'm, jet- I'm completely jet lagged. I'm talking out of my jet lag. So when I arrived to the claiming bag area, I, I waited like 30 minutes and I realized like the luggage is not there. So I go to the customer service and I tell the lady, my luggage is not here. So she says, okay. And I'm saying, "Uh, could could I have it? (laughs) And she's like, it's probably on another flight. And I'm saying, all right. And I say, like, she's cool. So I decided I'm going to be cool as well about it. She said, "Um, it's coming on another flight. And I said, I expected it to come on my flight. Uh, And she says, "Um, do you want to have it? I said, yes. Uh, can you send it to my hotel? Yes. And it was, a very, like, it was a very casual thing. And, you know, I'm happy that I was very cool about it because, you know, in my perspective, I've traveled literally half of the world. The fact that the luggage, which, by the way, arrived at the hotel like three hours later, is there is miraculous. So I could have been an asshole about it and, like, shout and scream and, you know, tell myself, that's incredible like that's impossible how dare you but it's you know it's amazing mm-hmm. and and it worked so uh, it's not a disaster there are of course disaster i don't know 44 hours travel and stuff like that you can hate y- yourself and everybody around you or you can you know just try and be okay about it i'm not always as much as cool as i'd like to uh, say but on that occasion i was able to stay you know fine and and and, and in the end enjoy uh the flight that can be really nerve-wracking and Everybody is afraid of not getting their luggage. Mm-hmm. But there is something about confronting your fears. And, you know, in a way, I think I'm kind of expecting of losing my luggage because then you have, okay, I have like six days and I have nothing apart of, you know, the, 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 the clothes on my body. What do I do now? Mm-hmm. And I don't know. Everybody is afraid of the fear. When you're confronting it, it's, ah, I mean, it's not that terrible. You have your credit card, you buy a shirt, you loan
0: uh, a coat and, and you're Okay. <laughs> That's a great, a great outlook on that. All right. And finally, Amitai, if if anyone could come to mind that you would like to say thank you to or share some gratitude with, who maybe gave you a hand along the way in your career, I know you mentioned Moshe earlier. So anyone you'd like to just extend a hand out and say thank you to? Well, there are there
1: are a lot of people, and I think uh, along the way, like I had so many, uh, you know, people like looked at. I remember in the beginning, like I was looking at all the work that Marilyn of chaos and Fago have, uh, have been doing and, and why shan but, you know, slowly, slowly I've, you know, picked up so many, so many different, uh, names. Uh, uh, so it's really hard for me to put, uh, to, to put the names of all the people. Um, I don't know. I'm really, I'm really grateful for a, a lot of people. I, you know, you, you mentioned most just now. I went to uh, his presentation and, and Greg's, Greg Van Anderson, And they were talking about how they've been working about Drush for more than a decade. So I think it's like I'm just grateful for all those people that I've been using their, their models for so long. And, you know, they don't get... They're not billionaires from doing brush. If somebody in the audience uh, speculates, they, they, they do. They're not being paid for every single hour. So I'm, I'm, I'm really grateful for everybody in the community that's, that's doing something and you know, keeps the torch uh, uh, moving, uh, moving forward. So, yeah.
0: Well, Amitai, thank you so much for taking a few thank minutes today. It
1: was, it, was, it
0: was fun. Thank you. Hey, it's Avi from MidCamp. What's happening with the next camp, Avi? Hey, uh, we're super psyched about o oh, It's coming March 18th through 21st, 2020. The big deal is it's going to back right up against St. Patrick's Day in Chicago. It's going to be at DePaul University Lincoln Park campus in Chicago. Wednesday is summits and trainings, Thursday and Friday are sessions, and Saturday is going to be our contribution day. Coming in fall 2019, we have $50 early bird tickets, and our call for proposals is going to open up. All right, check out MidCamp.org for more, and we'll see you on St. Patrick's Day in Chicago for MidCamp 2020.